Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Brian Baldinger. All right, here we go. It is the best football show. And I'm Brian Baldinger at Baldy NFL. You can find me all over the place. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, X, Threads, uh, you name it on uh, your favorite Odyssey app. Just download it. You can get this daily podcast every day as I take a look at what I've just watched in the film room. I started early this morning. Started about 5.30 this morning because I couldn't wait to watch the 49ers and Eagles and just what happened in that beatdown where the 49ers ended up scoring on touchdowns on six straight drives. Six straight drives. The 49ers went up and down the field on the Eagles. Scored Two touchdowns in the second quarter, two touchdowns in the third quarter, two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, all in a row. Incredible, incredible um, execution. But before we get to the 49ers offense, we have to talk about their defense because it was the single best performance I've seen this year by a secondary. I'm telling you whether it was Ambry Thomas or whether it was Traverius Ward or Domador Lenore. It didn't matter. Um, it was a, a shutdown performance, keeping the Eagles out of the end zone a, a good number of times, but defending the deep ball, um, playing zone coverage, playing man coverage. It didn't matter. The coverage was incredible. Now, the pass rush, look, uh, it was okay. It wasn't great. I mean, Lane Johnson had a great game against Nick Bosa. One-on-one, It was you want to go watch a good battle? Go watch Lane Johnson and Nick Bosa go at it. Uh, it was really, I mean, there was times when Jalen Hurts had the ball for seven seconds and could not find an open receiver. Javon Kinlaw got two of those sacks. I mean, pure covered sacks were six, seven, maybe even eight seconds. 
He's holding the ball back there, waiting for somebody to uncover. It was really impressive. And I think the key to this whole 49ers, you know, secondary and what they've been doing was Domino Lenore when they moved him into the slot. They've been really looking for a slot defender probably since they, you know, Kwan Williams left a couple of years ago to go to Denver. But he's really locked that down. And now, you know, Jair Brown taking over for Hufanga. He's playing better. But it was a lights-out good performance by the 49ers. Now, on offense, obviously, Debo was the star with his three touchdowns, one running on a reverse and two receiving, one on just a shallow cross. He broke a tackle by Nick Morrow in the middle of the field, and he went the distance, and then one on just a hit screen where he picked up a convoy and, and broke loose. So he was the star. But let's face it, Brock Purdy is an amazing player. And it just keeps getting better. I mean, he's the highest rated quarterback in this league, and nobody's close. Nobody, he's averaging almost 10 yards an attempt. Nobody's ever done that in the history of the game. He's got the highest quarterback rating ever by a quarterback. Um, this is two years in a row now. And he threw four touchdowns and didn't come close to making a mistake. Now, it helps that you can hand the ball off to Christian McCaffrey. And he went for almost 100 yards against one of the better run defenses in football. And honestly, Trent Williams, Aaron Banks, uh, Brendel, Spencer Burford, Colton McKivitz, they played great up front. They went right at the Eagles. They didn't trick them. They went right between the tackles. McCaffrey broke tackles, got daylight. They won the line of scrimmage. It was impressive up front. And then just the play calling. Just the play calling. Remember like in that you know, the, the 49ers struggled the first couple of series and three and out and that kind of thing, and then they got rolling. Well, the first big play they had was the 33-yarder to George Kittle. And on the play, it was classic Kyle Shanahan, let's come up with a play and let's, let's attack Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick ruined the NFC Championship game last year on the sixth play of the game when he hit Brock Purdy's elbow as he was releasing a ball to Brandon Ayuk on a seven cut. And the 49ers' hopes and dreams died on that play. So what Kyle did was he probably festered in him inside his head for 10 months. So they ran a play they've never run before. They've never shown it. And what they do is they don't block Hassan Reddick, which is a dangerous call. What they do is they drag George Kittle across the formation like he's going to block him which is dangerous as it is, but it, it gets Hassan Reddick just to, sh just to sh shuttle his feet, just to shuffle his feet for a second and stop his, his penetration. And the three receivers that are lined up, they just fly down the field and take as much coverage with them as they can. And then after Kittle gets Hassan Reddick to shuffle his feet, he then leaks out in the flat and, and Brock Purdy just throws it to him. And when he catches it, he's got nothing but green in between. And he goes through 33 yards. They get a big chunk play. And really, the route was on from that moment on. They were unbelievable on third downs. They were 8 of 11 on third downs. In fact, they were 8 of their last 9 on third downs. They were almost unstoppable. They actually converted a tush-push themselves. And they stopped a tush-push down on the goal line, basically – Chase Young just pulled Jalen Hurts by the scruff of his neck and just jerked him back. 
it's not a horse collar tackle when it's in the box like that. It's only out there on the, on the outside. But you'll do something to try and limit that type of play. But they scored in the next play. It was just a complete beatdown by the 49ers. Now, it's one game. It counts as one game. The 49ers have won four in a row. I'll see them this weekend against Seattle. Seattle's got 10 days to get rest. Um, as the 49ers look like they're the best team in all of football, not just the NFC. They look like the best team in all of football. They're executing at the highest level all phases of the game. The play calling is elite. The execution is fantastic. And the defense is is uh, good luck. Good luck just making plays. Yes, A.J. Brown had 100 yards receiving, but he didn't really hurt them all that bad. And then they hit you in the middle of the field. Um, even with Dre Greenlaw getting thrown out of the game, it didn't affect them. Like they still shut down the Eagles. They shut down the running game completely. It was it was one of those games where you go, well, is it just one loss or is it more than one loss? Because it feels like when you go across the country and you do that on Philadelphia's home turf, it feels like it's more than just a win. I know they all count the same, but it feels like San Francisco could go anywhere and beat anyone. That's the way they're playing right now. It started with that beatdown of Jacksonville a month ago, and they held Jacksonville to three points. We'll see what they do tonight on Monday Night Football. Then the second game I really studied hard was Green Bay and what they did to the Kansas City Chiefs. And Green Bay now has won three in a row. And they look – they're six and six. And they look like a playoff team. They look like a playoff team on Thanksgiving. They look like uh, the better of the teams between Green Bay and Detroit on Thanksgiving. And then they beat – you know, they would beaten the Chargers before that. But then here comes the Chiefs. The world champs come to town. And Jordan Love outplays Patrick Mahomes. Jordan Love looks like Aaron Rodgers did 10 years ago. With his touch, his release, his footwork, he's – an amazing player, just an amazing player. Like he's playing great football, three touchdowns, nothing even close to an interception. Elite throws to Christian Watson uh, for a touchdown. We can't throw it any better. He threw a pass on third and five to Romeo Dobbs. Like <clears throat> I had to watch it 10 or 15 times because they bring Duntavious Wicks in motion across the formation to a three receiver side. They go play action, and Romeo Dobbs is the middle of the three receivers, and he's running this deep seven cut, like deep corner out. And Kansas City's playing zone coverage. And Chris Jones of the Chiefs is coming right at Jordan Love. Like he's got a decision to make, throw it or probably take the sack from Chris Jones. But he's coming right down Lombardi Lane right at him. And he throws it. It looked like one of Aaron Rodgers' like highlight throws. I mean, he's not Aaron Rodgers, but he he, he imitates him. He, he's got so many of his releases and footwork and mechanics in his game. You can't help but see the similarity. And Chris Jones is just barreling down on him. And he releases this ball. When he throws it, Romeo Dobbs is at the 34-yard line of the Chiefs. And he catches it at the 14. That means he's tracking the ball for 20 yards right into the teeth of this zone defense. And here comes Justin Reed, the safety, coming to blow it all up. And it falls right in the breadbasket of Romeo Dobbs. 
just as Justin Reed is coming to blow it up. But the throw beat the safety. The throw beat the zone. The, the throw was as perfect as you can get. I mean, he's just playing at the highest level right now. And then up front, you know, this is Zach Tom, the right tackle. He's some kind of football player, man. I mean, whether it's a run game, doubling with John Runyon at right guard, getting, uh, you know, A.J. Dillon, uh, tough yards, third and twos, converting, whether he's got Chris Jones one-on-one with no help blocking Chris Jones. Um, nobody, there's not many people that do that. Like, he's just really playing at a high level. Josh Myers, inside and center, played a great game. And I thought that uh, Matt LaFleur called a great game. And it's also unbelievable. This uh, Ben Sims, a rookie, a rookie tight end at a Baylor. He was uh, a rookie free agent with the Minnesota Vikings, got cut. Green Bay picked him up. Musgrave went on injury reserve. Here he is active. He's got three catches in his life. He catches one on Sunday night football on a uh, play action, delayed out to the flat, and Jordan Love just flicked it to him. One thing about the Packers, like I go back to, I was friends with Rich McGeorge, who was the tight end in the 60s and 70s for the Packers. He was a great tight end, Pro Bowl player. I mean, you just look at the tight ends that the Packers have had. They keep finding him. Like, I don't know if Ben Sims is the next guy or Tucker Craft or Luke Musgrave, but by golly, they've all caught touchdown passes this year. Three rookie tight ends. We know the rookie receivers, you know, Jaden Reed and Dontavious Wicks. But three rookie tight ends have caught touchdown passes from the Packers. And I thought Matt LaFleur called a great game. Now, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes is, uh, you know, they ran the ball really, really good. But they're, they're having trouble getting the ball down the field and getting chunk plays. They're just having a lot of trouble. And you just give the uh, the Green Bay Packers defense, you just watch them right now. Like, they haven't given up. I don't think they've given up more than 24 points in a game over the last – six, seven weeks. Um, they're playing great football. They, I mean, they're six and six now. They're right in the playoff hunt, and they're going to be a tough out. I know the schedule's tough and all that kind of stuff. It's not even worth looking at. Whoever plays the Packers is going to get a very confident football team right now. Again, they're doing this without Aaron Jones. They're doing it with, you know, some lesser parts. Doesn't seem to bother them at all. That was a fun game. That was an impressive game. You think about it, it's 14-12, and Kansas City scores the opening drive of the third quarter. They're right in the game, and then Green Bay just answers. One big throw after another from Jordan Love to his fleet of his young receivers. So that's the best football show today. I mean, there's a lot more to get to. What else? I mean, I, I saw – I was in Washington, D.C. yesterday. You see the commanders play the Miami Dolphins. It took uh, – you know, they fired their defense coordinator in Washington, so Ron Rivera – is there and Richard Rogers is, you know, the secondary coach and maybe they'll change things up. But on the third play of the game, they go man coverage, man coverage. And Tyreek Hill goes 78 yards for a touchdown. The safety is on the other side of the field. How you could possibly think for a second that you could have the safety on the other side of the field with Tyreek Hill in the slot. And he runs like this little fade route against the rookie corner, Martin, Quan Martin, and just it's a house call. 78 yards, third play of the game is 7-0. He did it again for 60 yards. Um, Tua is playing at just 
the highest and elite level. Devon Achan is back in the lineup at over 100 yards of offense. Like he's going to help. Uh, Andrew Van Ginkle took over for the loss, the horrible loss of Jalen Phillips. And he delivered a pick six and a sack and tackled for losses. He really stepped up at left that left end outside linebacker spot for the Dolphins. And um, honestly, outside of Sam Howell just competing like heck and getting knocked down and getting back up and just, you know, being the bright spot on that offense, there wasn't much that the Dolphins had to worry about in that game. And then there's C.J. Stroud. I get to a bunch of stuff tomorrow, how C.J. Stroud played against Denver. Um, that was that game came down to the wire. That was a good one. Um, anyways, that's the best football show today, Monday, December 4th. I'll be back here tomorrow talking about the Monday night football game and a bunch more that I'm going to watch here today. Thanks for joining me, and I look forward to talking to you tomorrow.